y'all ready for this? <laughs> oh man, what a good weekend! What a way to kick off the weekend on No One Likes the Tuna podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera, and I'm Daryl Wong. Daryl, we got a special guest in the studio today. It's Jess Gray. Friend of the pod. <laughs> How many times have you been on this pod, Jess? Not many. I think like five, maybe. Five Between timers five club. and ten. Five timers club. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Do you get a golden jacket? Do I? I don't know. We can. Might be good. <laughs> Might be good. Jess has seen all the movies, which is a very important and elite part of being a no one likes the tuna. It's rarefied air mm-hmm. of people who have seen all the movies and been on the podcast with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we generally invite on guests who haven't seen any of the movies for the most part. So, yeah, you're in, uh, we're in good company here. I told Daryl I have become a fast fan the other day, so... Oh, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <laughs> it's kind of miserable. This week, however, wrapping the end of our cycle 21, the I Feel experience, mm-hmm. we are about to launch into cycle 22, the worst experience of all time mm-hmm. podcast. And we decided to think, treat ourselves mm-hmm. with a little Disney feel good movie. Yeah. Paul Walker's Eight Below. Paul Walker's Eight Below. Paul Walker's Eight Below. I think that's appropriate <laughs> surname to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul Walker's Eight Below. A 2006 Disney movie starring Paul Walker, Jason Biggs, Bruce Greenwood, Moon Bloodgood, directed by Frank Marshall. We watched it just now mm-hmm. at Daryl's place. Beautiful. Brooklyn Brownstone. Mm-hmm. It's a rental, just setting expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, what did you think about this movie? Uh, so I've seen it before. I've seen yeah. it once before, and I really enjoyed it the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think I really enjoyed it this time. So you, it came out in 2006. I'm going to guess you were around 16 years old, 15 or 16 years old when mm-hmm. you saw it. Uh, yeah, I definitely did not. Theaters? I don't, yeah, I wouldn't have watched so. this movie in theaters. Uh-huh. I definitely would have caught it on like HBO. Right. I think. Yeah. It's at home watch for me. Yeah. Yeah. And Jess, had you seen this film before? Yes, but yeah. I didn't remember it because I probably saw it around when it came out. I right. Think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I had never it passed by my. I had never, never heard it existed. I think mm-hmm. until like a few cycles ago when you had put it on a list for an in betweener mm-hmm. somewhere. So it went on the Patreon a couple times and didn't win. And then this this week it it won. Excellent. Um. Okay. Should we lay out what happens in this movie a little bit? Like, I guess spoilers for Eight Below, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, came out 17 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> give it a watch. We're going to spoil it. Yeah. Still uh, the test of time, I would argue. You liked it. Oh, yeah. Initial impressions was great. good movie. Very sad. I mean, not doesn't end sadly-ish, but it's tough to watch. I, I wrote this in my notes. For a Disney movie, for like a, ostensibly a kid's movie... A lot of dead dogs yeah. <laughs> in this movie, yeah. you know? Uh, like out the gate, too. Like out the yeah. gate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a bold move. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. I think it works. I think generally the vibe of the movie is still, it has some sad points, but it ultimately, like... Dogs are the best. It's very nice. 
I think so too. Yeah. I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Let's get back to it. Daryl, yeah. initial impressions. Very good. So Very good. synopsis wise, yes. right? The movie follows Jerry Shepard and his best bud, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, or Jerry is a Antarctic Expedition leader, expedition. guide, expedition guide, mm-hmm. basically. And in his profession, he is supposed to go and scout out all of these places and routes in Antarctica mm-hmm. so that he can ferry scientists to uh, places of interest. Yes. And they have multiple ways of doing it, but it appears that he is the best at leading snow dogs or sled dogs. Right, right. And first, um, what is it, a like quarter of the movie is... Uh, him and a rock scientist. Yeah, let's get to this in a minute. Okay. Let's keep going, but let's get to the rock <laughs> shit in a second. I feel like okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he goes on a uh, he goes on a expedition with a rock scientist to find some rare rocks. And while they're out there, there's a 25 year storm mm-hmm. which requires them to come back. They get into a little bit of danger, but they have to evacuate. They make yeah. it back safely and need to evacuate. At which point... Well, they don't evacuate, right? They, they're just going to the hospital. No, they're going to another base so that they can get out of Dodge, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was my understanding. Is they're flying their small plane from their dinky base to a bigger base. And then at that bigger base, they get like a plane to mm-hmm. California or something. Because all of the snow teams in winter um, they gotta get out expeditions are all canceled. Yeah. yeah, but I thought that... Weren't they supposed to go back? Because he kept saying, like, we're going to go back, we're going to go back. So they were just initially supposed to go to the hospital to get... The medical care, and then they were oh, going to fly right. back and get the dogs. And well, then... she was going to fly back and get the dogs. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So Moon Bloodgood plays. Do we remember the character's name? Mm, Katie. Katie. She doesn't have a last name. She doesn't have a last name. <laughs> Katie. Katie is a pilot, mm-hmm. and she flies them out. And she's like, "I promise you, Paul Walker, lover of dogs." I'm going to come back in like an hour and get these dogs mm-hmm. that we're leaving here at our base while we evacuate. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, they like left them and made sure they like, like yeah, <laughs> out that the was rough to watch too. Like, yeah. cause they were so worried. And that was the part that was interesting to me is I was like, why would you be so worried that they're going to, if you're going to come back, like, mm-hmm. Why would you be so worried that they would get off of the shackle? Like we were talking about this when it was happening. We were like, just put them inside the house; they'll be fine. Like, yeah, like know? get them in the hut. Yeah, you but know? they went and like tightened their collars, made sure that they wouldn't like run away. It was brutal. It was really well, weird. Well, it's brutal because we, the audience, know right. exactly what's going to happen, right. which is like Rough these times. these dogs are going to get left behind. Yeah, it did seem like like the putting them outside on their sort of chain line. Uh, was like the way that like kind of like their safe spot. Mm-hmm. I say that because later on in the movie, so we'll you know, jump ahead in the synopsis, right? Um, Jerry and the entire crew comes back to the United States, and they he yeah he, uh, he spends the middle half of the movie or the middle segment of the movie trying to sort of Get work his way back to Antarctica to mm-hmm. check on his dogs. He feels really guilty, but he also like thinks they could be alive for a little while. I think for a little while, yeah. I think for a little while. So my understanding towards the end of this movie when he does ultimately go back and he talks to uh, that gentleman who we hadn't seen before in the movie and we didn't see since there's uh, 
there's a gentleman he goes to see, right? Who tells him the story about his dad and the dogs and the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him. I call him the sled dog sensei. The sled dog sensei. Whatever. You <laughs> I don't really know how he was related to Paul Walker or like. Uh, I mean, my impression was that so this guy runs a. Um, like a hab- like a sled dog habitat. Yeah. And oh, maybe yeah. he sold them to dogs. Yeah, maybe he yeah, he said he trained the yeah. Uh Jerry said that Snow Dog Sensei trained the dogs. Right. I'm assuming the dogs that he brought with them to Antarctica. Right. Oh yeah. I was getting to that is that uh even when they're on the habitat, it seemed like most like those dogs were all tied up. So maybe that's how they Yeah, maybe that's just how they're trained to like chill. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think there's a sense of like, I, these dogs are dead. In, in Paul Walker's brain, right? Mm-hmm. In Jerry's brain, it's like, these dogs are dead, but I need to go like do the work to honor them mm-hmm. for what they did for me and saving my life, which is like, check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check. Just see, what, see what's up down there. Mm-hmm. So that's my sense of him trying to make it back sort of towards the end of this movie. Um, there is my big... I think my big... I had some issues with this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I generally like, liked it. It's like sweet and like kind of heartwarming. Um, I had some issues with it. One, I think that Bruce Greenwood rock shit is crazy and they should, <laughs> should have gotten rid of it in like the first draft of the script. Yeah. There, this like moon rock, whatever the hell the rock is mm-hmm. that he's looking for. It's a mercurial meteorite. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's... It's for the first 22 minutes of this movie is uh-huh. so important, yeah. right? That this rock is the most important thing. The movie sets it up as like Bruce, Bruce Green was kind of a villain who's like after his yeah. fucking selfish rock shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something else. You know, maybe. or like fame yeah. or like maybe he needs, he's going to sell the rock and right. make millions. I thought like they had the scene in the tent. He shows the picture of his wife and his mm-hmm. kid. I thought it was going to be, oh yeah, like my wife is stranded out here. I need to go and find her. It's kind of like a Jurassic Park 3 type situation. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where they, they're like secretly the kid is stranded and uh-huh. we got to go find him. Yeah. Um, and then the rock is like, who gives a shit about the rock? (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, it disappears. Mm -hmm. So my thought was like, we've got Paul Walker in this movie, who is like the, the lead. He's the hero. He's very handsome. Great. Love him. We've got also in this movie, a character played by Jason Biggs, who I've never been a huge fan of, but is the most charming, heartwarming character this in the, the movie. This is the American Pie guy? This is the American Pie okay. guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the American Yeah, I think guy. he did great. It's yeah. very, like, good... I don't know what the word for it is, but, like, the... Um, like, movement comedy or whatever. Like, yeah. it's very kind of dramatic. It was, mm-hmm. it was fun. He is immediately likable in this movie, in my opinion, and is doing a very good job, and is, like... Very far from his American Pie, like, sheepish, you know, anxiety-laden thing. Like, he's kind of, like, funny and loose and, like, quirky Mm -hmm. and whatever. It's great. Um, Make the initial expedition about him. Mm. Right? It's like... Because when Bruce Greenwood's, like, sort of falling in the ice in the beginning... And, like, he's in trouble, and he breaks his leg. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. let him die, yeah, he you was know? a totally irrelevant character, right? Feel, like, in the end. He was the money, I guess. Well, yeah. Back, but... They need, yeah, they need Greenwood as a device for 
Like it shows it's supposed to the show severity. Jerry's like kind of like restraint Compassion. and understanding of mm. like the context because they do all get mm. back, they all are alive, humans are all alive. Oh yeah, because he had an order to leave immediately and he mm-hmm. yeah. stays with the guy for a minute. But it shows and like I I'm not sure if it came up while I was like outside, but is there a point where Jerry is like, Hey man, I saved your life and yeah. like I'm not blaming you for this, but like we're we were out there so we could find your so we could find your rock and yeah, you owe me big you time. You owe me big time. There's sort of there is one confrontation scene at his house, which I think you were you yeah. saw right. So that's kind of it. What you missed when you were dealing with some bike stuff was like another extremely extended dog only scene. Mm. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, best parts. Hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had I struggled through the dog scenes. I mm-hmm. think. Oh, we got something going on outside. Um, you're coming to arrest me for disliking the dog scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were incredible. Mm-hmm. Shout out to whomever was the the on set dog trainer person. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. And like also the, I mean, I don't know anything about making movies, but I would assume that the person who was filming must have a dog because they were capturing the like actual like dog face expressions Mm -hmm. and like their behaviors and stuff Mm -hmm. very, very well. I feel like people who don't have dogs would not have picked up on the... I think it's trained. That's part of like the training. Yeah, like they're pro dogs. Those are dog actors. You can tra- t- train a dog to like t- oh, wiggle for its sure. eyebrows. For wow. sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah, I just think the dogs, I'm, don't get me wrong. The dogs were pros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they definitely did the stuff. They ne- went where they needed to be. They ate the peanut butter when they needed to eat the peanut butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just think um, the middle chunk of this movie is either a lot of a couple of dogs in the snow, like looking around, being hungry, mm-hmm. or Paul Walker walking around on a beach looking sad. <laughs> you know, like like it's like kind of this extended yeah. chunk of the movie that's like, okay, guys, uh-huh. like let's. Yeah. This movie's not short. It's like an hour and fifty five minutes, and I was just a little bit like. Hey, maybe like let's uh, pick up the pace a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely struggled. I think I struggled with that for chunk of the. I mean, maybe you're meant to struggle, right? Because like he can't do anything and he's stuck and he can't go save his dogs, but his dogs are like figuring out how to survive and tricking leopard seals and. Eating. I don't know. This movie is for children. Like, let's. Like, I, I don't. I don't think it's trying to do like some sort of meta performance thing where it's imbuing the audience with the antipathy of like you know the character. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit drawn out. I would have. I would have been okay if they kept the dog scenes and just like we don't really need to know about the airstream and the. The sitting and waiting. Yeah, the and long the... shots of mm-hmm. yeah, Jerry sitting there <laughs> mm-hmm. and like wrestling with his guilt. Right. Yeah. Going to government offices and trying to oh, get that part grants. I didn't get at all. So he what it is what does he do? He goes to California, then he goes to nobody will fly him out, so then he goes to DC. Mm-hmm. And then where does he go? Back to California. 
Yeah, I think so. And then where does he No, because he goes to DC first. Mm-hmm. He goes to DC first, tries to get funding or like somebody to pay to get him down to Antarctica, like right now. Right. And then he goes to California and confronts Bruce Greenwood and is like, yo. You gotta help me out. You gotta help me out. And Bruce Greenwood's like, nah, I can't do it. And then uh, he like gets sad and goes and lives in an airstream somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's my idea. Of the the airstream seems to be his primary residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not a thing I would love to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I'd love to stay in an Airstream for two nights. <laughs> yeah. And then not ever again. Right. I mean, the Airstream setup, though, is not unlike the bases that they sure. stay at in sure. the Antarctic. So maybe he's used to it. Um, maybe. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then you know, he's like teaching kids to paddleboard until... Moon Bloodgood comes and inspires him to make one last push to mm-hmm. get back to Antarctica. What did she say going. to him at that time? I kind of forget. Yeah, it's kind of a forgettable scene, right? Hmm. They like throw a couple rocks on the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah, she brings like one dog there. I think who? I think it's the dog. Yeah, he just sees one dog. He's like, we gotta go. I gotta go back. There's this moment when the dog hops out of the car, like that one new dog like hops out of the car and goes to see Paul Walker and you see Paul Walker's face and it's just this I actually think Paul Walker's kind of good in this movie <laughs> and, and he's just like how could you do this to me I like, thought that exactly you, you know my the pain I've been through via dog mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know yeah. yeah I think Paul Walker's kind of good in this movie he's great I think so too yeah. I think his acting style fits mm-hmm. like the totally. requirements of this movie totally yeah yeah Yep. Speaking of dogs. That's, that's our neighbor, Cleo. We got, we got some <laughs> Parkers upstairs. I think our landlord is messing around the hallway, and the upstairs uh, I see. is... She's a pretty good security dog. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, the one weird thing about Paul Walker in this movie is that like he spends a chunk of it... This is kind of a small note, but he spends a chunk of the movie with like freezer burn on his face. Yeah. You know, like at some point at the large, he spends two thirds of the movie with, with like goggles yeah, like, on, mm-hmm. first of all. And then like the when he doesn't have goggles on, he has like a fucked up like freezer burn on his face. Mm-hmm. If I'm ahead of the studio at this point, I'm like, no, nah. like you're <laughs> not casting Paul Walker, the most handsome man in America in your movie. <laughs> And I'm paying for it. And then you're going to, like, fuck up his face for the whole movie. His face looks like a toaster strudel. (laughs) That is crazy. I'm definitely not letting you do that. It's super realistic, though. I did. It's like windburn. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that it also, like, uh, faded out over Mm -hmm. the passage of time. In the States. In the chunk of the movie. Yeah. So they eventually go to Antarctica. Yeah. They get there by first plane, then icebreaker boat, and first then helicopter, then icebreaker boat. Mm. The helicopter lands on the icebreaker boat, or do they go as far as they can? They go as far as they can on the icebreaker boat, and then they take the helicopter. After Both. That. Both. Both. Oh. They fly from Christchurch, New Zealand, in a helicopter to the helicopter boat. Then the helicopter icebreaker boat goes as far as it can, gets stuck. Then they take the helicopter to the Italian station, where it's like Jason Biggs have his, his big heroic moment <laughs> of like figuring out they can just fly to the Italian station, mm-hmm. which I feel like somebody else also could have figured out. Mm-hmm. 
it seemed like the icebreaker boat captain mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, like, I knew that was there the whole time. Was that the, the Italian Oh, guy? the Italian station? Yeah. I felt like the icebreaker captain was like, I guess, well, I guess it's over, your <laughs> quest. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then at the Italian station, they have, like, this big, I don't know what they called it, like, cat cat loader? So I don't know. Uh, I'm not, is that the maybe truck cat- on Maybe yeah. short for Caterpillar? Caterpillar car? Yeah, something. Something. Mm-hmm. It's a big transport vehicle it on, looks like on a, treads. Yeah, it looks like a street sweeper. Mm. Yeah. But it has with a, tank with treads one off on the it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no tires, no yeah. treads. Yeah. Not unlike something you would see in uh, The Mandalorian. Mm. Some sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. space utility vehicle. A people mover. Mm-hmm. 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 Um... So, they take that to their dink, rink-a-dink base, mm-hmm. where they last left the dogs. Paul Walker finds the one dead dog that died there. Mm-hmm. That, that didn't was, make it off. Did we even see... I was confused by that, because did mm. we even see in the beginning of the movie that the dogs left a dog behind? Yeah. Because I feel like they would have... We did see we that. We did okay. see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the, yeah, one of the many uh, dog only scenes that Nick didn't like. Is <laughs> they yeah, they yeah, they all they showed all right, so they all break loose, they all like chew each other's collars. Yeah, off, exactly. But then exactly. how come they didn't chew that guy's collar or that dog? I think he off? was just like guys, I can't hit the, he's he was the old one. Oh mm-hmm. right. And I think there was like a, there was a dog moment that was like guys, I can't fuck with you on this. Like yeah. I, I'm just gonna chill. Yeah. yeah. And like what yeah. happens, happens. Yeah. Got yeah. it. I think the dog acting was pretty good when they I have to leave. I, when I they agree. Have to leave <laughs> I agree. I mean, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. I, I told. I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of like wind and snow and just like dog. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, you know. I loved it. Mm. <laughs> mm. I had to put on a sweatshirt in the middle of the movie, and this is not like I've done this before. And like sometimes, what was it? What was Just that like watching cold shit? Yeah, when you watch cold movies, no matter what the actual weather <laughs> is, crazy, it makes man. you physically cold. And I've had a yeah a physiological reaction to this movie, um, Liam Neeson's The Gray. Oh, The Gray. And I remember... A secretly good movie <laughs> yeah. that absolutely no one saw and absolutely no one remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And I remember... Um, what was that other one? It was set in New York. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. 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 Between these three Not movies. Not a movie I've seen since it came out, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's any good. I kept having to, like, cuddle with our dog mm. <laughs> the whole movie because it was so rough to watch, but... It, like in the moment, I was like, "This is ridiculous, Jess." Like our dog is like not even close to being an outdoor capable dog. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, right. That's, yeah. No offense, your dog would die in two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> two seconds. Yeah. We have like a thirty-five pound uh, pitbull mix who is a right. city dog, and you know she would not have survived. She's basically no fur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so a couple things with the, with the dogs, like. I did enjoy the dog acting. I thought like the dog scenes were a little too extended. There was a little too much like homeward bound kind of shit going on. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like agreed. not a movie I enjoy. Mm, Let really? me tell you something. Why? I haven't seen it in you know twenty five years, but I'm here to watch people. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like you know what I mean? I'm here to watch people. I don't want to watch cartoons. I don't, watch I don't car- want to watch it's, animals. It's the cartoon thing. It's like it's basically it feels homeward like I'm like I might as well just watch a cartoon. cartoon. But homeward bound is not a cartoon. I, I understand, but you're like it's the emotions are 
yeah, fake. Okay. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. The dog isn't like cocking its eyebrows because it's sad. It's cocking its eyebrows because it's like, I want the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know if I cock my eyebrows like this, I will get it. <laughs> I'll, I'll point out that I'll point out that early on in the No One Likes the Tuna universe, uh, we watched the entirety of the Airbud movies. Do you remember watch, that? I, we did watch all the Airbud movies. We did watch all the Airbud movies, and we did watch. We didn't watch the Airbudies movies, which are the smaller. Oh my goodness! I uh, didn't know the series. There continued. are like a puppy version of the Airbud movies called Airbudies. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Yeah, but we watched <laughs> all of them, right? I think in one day. In one day, we watched all five Airbud movies. Five? <laughs> yeah, there's Airbud. There's Airbud Golden Receiver, which is the football one. Mm-hmm. World Cup. World Pup. World Pup. World Pup, which is the soccer one. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Uh, is there a baseball the, one? There's definitely a baseball one, which is... The, the the baseball one I think is number five because they know it was like this is a stretch guy. Like, the dog has to like hold a bat in its mouth and like yeah. swing swing its head to try to hit a ball. And I think the producers and writers were like, yeah, when they held out as long as they could on the baseball because they knew it was like this is not gonna work very uh-huh. well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, what was the other sport? So we have base, uh, basketball, basketball, football. There's volleyball. Oh, there's a yeah. volleyball. Wow. There's volleyball. I can see that. I can see that one. See a what dog, that one was called? Like, jumping and hitting the volleyball. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I had the same feeling there too about the dogs, which is just like, you know. They're not acting. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like oh, it's fun. I was more into the people part of those this movies, you know, like, like the kid and his like his love for this dog. It's like there's no, there's no rules. Says the dog can't play basketball. <laughs> so, yeah. This is this is like reminding me of when I was a child, and I don't know if you guys, you, probably not, but I didn't want to assume. Um, Mr. Ed, black and white TV show, talking horse. Yes. I've heard of it. I've never really seen an episode of Mr. Ed. It's cute. I haven't seen it since I was a child. Mm -hmm. I remember the day that my mom was like, so they put peanut butter in the horse's mouth. And that's how they filmed the horse talking. And I was just shocked and like, what? Mm What? Yeah. The horse doesn't talk? Yeah, the horse does not talk. (laughs) Yeah, the horse does not talk. So the volleyball one is Spike's back. Uh, Yes. And the baseball one is seventh inning fetch. Mmm. Mm, Classics. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of puns. Titles. Yeah, yeah, good pun titles. I'm into a pun title. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This movie's like good. Like, watch it. You know, especially if you got kids, mm-hmm. watch it. I, I mean, I don't know your feelings about this, but like, and I don't have kids, so maybe I'll feel differently when I have a kid. But I'm like a little dog death. Like, kids can handle that shit. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a good uh, emotion to explore mm-hmm. before the real thing happens. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how we're giving advice and none of us have kids to, mm-hmm. to parents out there. Yeah. Um, also, probably there's going to be a few days. I would imagine if I were a child watching this movie for mm-hmm. the first time, I would, I would be affected for about a week, I mm. think, by it. You'd get fucked up by it. Yeah, I mean, But I guess a week like, is like a week. It's like, yeah. who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. They got a million weeks. Yeah. These kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a week. I'm in my 30s. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. so adorable, the 
dogs. I promise you guys this. I will never think about it <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not a week. Maybe that's exaggerating, but. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody's kind of like bringing it a little bit to the table. I mean, Bruce Greenwood is an actor I like, but he's probably my biggest bugaboo about this movie is that he's in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like his character is just like doesn't serve the movie very right. well, in right. my opinion. It's kind of unnecessary. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be more kind of fun if it was like the three friends. Right. Right? It was like three friends and they banded if there together. Was like a Mr. Nobody funder in the background. Maybe. That you know could what? work. I think, I think the re- they have to keep Greenwood in it because there is like an undertone of like, mm, this is. Like, Katie, also, this is kind of your fault. Like, you told me you were going to go back, and you didn't. And mm. I think, like, without having Greenwood in it, for some, like, it's, you'd almost, like, have a trouble. Yeah, you have a trouble placing the, like, the burden of, like, yeah, like, what do we do about the dogs? Like, right, because she didn't care the whole time. She, I think, like, cared, but... Okay. Not enough. When that whole <laughs> shit is going down where they're they're at the bigger base and like he can't get back to the dogs mm-hmm. and like everybody's like, We gotta get out of here. I'm a hundred percent on the like, yeah, get out of there, guys side. Yeah. You know? Uh and like the commander's like, I gotta get all these people out of here. I got no I can't give you a plane for five winter hours to go. Coming. Yeah, winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, m- makes sense. Dude's got like a hundred things he's thinking about at once. Like your dogs at the, your rink-a-dink base are not one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Paul Walker. Also, we had to get you out there. Like, you are a human. Like, we had to get you out of there. Right. So, I'm kind of with those people. And even Katie has that sentiment a little bit where it's like, I wanted to go back for your dogs, Paul. But, like, saving you was more important to me. Mm-hmm. And saving the lives of these other people and keeping them safe was more important to me. And now we got to go. And, like, I'm sorry. And he's kind of a dick to her about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's, like, I think the movie posits that, like, she has something to make up for in a way, which is, like, a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think she does. Mm. I agree with that. Do you think it was necessary for them to have, like, a... <laughs> Fucking cops. Welcome to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to have, like, a kind of like slow and I would say anticlimactic. Sorry, I'm not loud enough. Yeah. Slow and anticlimactic, like love-ish thing. Do I think it was like, weird? No, I, like was it necessary? Oh, like, yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to see people smooch. I want to see good looking people smooch. They do smooch. Yes, yes of course. One, but you get one smooch at the very end of the movie and like it's just, yeah, I feel like, it, I felt like it pays were, off. I'm like, <laughs> I don't the know. whole movie, I'm like, smooch, I didn't smooch, find it to be smooch, believable. Smooch. Smooch, 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 and then they smooch, and you're like, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's great. And they keep it a family movie because there's the dog that just like goes up, right? Yeah, it starts smooching them too. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Oh my god, we got it. <laughs> this is crazy. I do want to say though, last point that I wrote down in my notes was this movie is the antithesis of anything I would ever, 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 ever want to do ever in my life. Same. Yes. I don't want to fuck with dogs. I don't want to fuck with eight dogs at once. I don't want to be on a sled. I don't want to be in the cold. I do not want to camp. I don't want to be in Antarctica. I don't want to fall in the fucking ice. I have no interest in any of this shit (laughs) whatsoever. And like, 
If you ask me if I gave a shit about rocks ever, the answer is no, everybody, okay? So that is a little hard to engage with sometimes where I'm like, none of this looks fun at all. Y'all should just chill in California and like have a good time. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I I like dogs a lot, clearly, but Mm -hmm. I could do without the near-death experience. All right. the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm at about 50%. I think the main thing is like, mm, Antarctica, not going down Not there. going down there. No shot. Yeah. What I would do, though, is mm-hmm. go to like Finland. They do, I only know this because I have a friend who did it, but you can go and do like dog sledding activities that, that seems are guided and stuff, which sounds really fun. No <laughs> thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm just saying you're putting your, at a certain point, you're putting your life in a dog's hands. And I would like to avoid that as much as possible. I know dogs are capable mm-hmm. and do crazy stuff and like save people's lives and drag them out of fires and shit like that. And like catch murderers or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what dogs do. Air bud. Homicide detective. Yeah. I would watch that in two <laughs> seconds if they made- <laughs> like a gritty, like cr- yeah. homicide, life on the streets, crime, <laughs> crime movie with mm-hmm. with Airbud. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scruff. Hey, hey, Jerry. What's this dog doing? <laughs> we checked into it. There's no law that says a dog can't be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Something smells fishy. I'm dead. I am dead. That is the best thing that's ever been invented on this podcast in the history, in the history of us doing this. That is incredible. Hollywood, give us a call. That is incredible. We're out here. We're out here. Oh man, maybe we'll do some custom artwork. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Uh, this has been No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. If you want to get in touch with us at Nolt Podcast on Twitter, N O L T T Podcast, we are No One Likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please do so. It like really helps the show out, and we really have a good time when we uh, see some reviews pop up. Uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. Uh, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast uh, our patrons picked this movie for us to watch this week and we love them for it we've got some extra movies coming up this coming week yeah Ugh, committing to the timeline <laughs> scary but yes we got some extra movies coming up this week uh, well one mm-hmm. uh, the transporter we're gonna start with I'm dead yeah okay That'll be on the Patreon soon, so um, throw us a buck if you want to listen to that or if you want to vote on it in between movies. And uh, what else we got going on? No one likes to tune the podcast at gmail.com if you're kind of old-fashioned that way. So, Jess, yeah. thanks for being on the pod again. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Yeah. Daryl, thank you for being on the pod thank every for, week. And thank you for coming to Brooklyn. We've got, oh, all, yeah. we've got all the sounds and, you, and we're bringing everybody to uh, where we're at. Hey, listen, it's just like, you know that uh, John Cage uh, piano piece? It's like 344 or something. Is, or three, is that what it's called? 433, maybe? 
he just sits at a piano for like four minutes and 33 seconds and doesn't play anything. And the piece is about like the cacophony of sounds of the audience and the hall and like how that mm. all sounds. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. But <laughs> that's sort of what this podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about the pod. It was about the vacuum and the dog and the cops outdoor. You know yeah. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like the, mm-hmm. the, the orchestra of the world, mm-hmm. so Beautiful. to speak. So. With that... Next week, oh, we got to talk about the cycle. Yes, we do. So, the cycle. We're we're going through these movies in the absolute worst order one can watch them. In. <laughs> Great. And next week, we're gonna watch eight. Oof. Fate of the Furious. Oof. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Why are you starting with eight and not nine? Is it just random? Oh, we're starting all up. <laughs> we're we're just doing it all over the place. Cool. I'm just picking the order for Daryl. In terms of trying to make it the worst experience for him as, as like humanly possible. That Thank you so fun. much. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So we'll tune into that next week. Till next time.